Hello world, this is Pedro here and welcome to the Easy Simplify podcast. Before we start our conversation for today, I would like to ask you a little tiny favor. We finally finished our new website called easysimplify.com where we'll be sharing updates, every single episode of the podcast and much more. And we will be sharing our investing ideas for the previous month in detail, including results of our real investments. So we are going to invest our own money and are going to talk about everything investments related and everything that really uh, we can share about our own thoughts and ideas. I hope you give it a try. And now let's get started. Hello world, this is Pedro here. This is the Easy Simplify podcast. Welcome, I think today is episode 11 and it's going to be a pretty dark one. I've been trying to record an episode for the last few days. I probably recorded around 10, 15 or maybe even 20 hours of footage. I didn't like a single one of them. So I had to delete them. That's why there hasn't been any content out, but there has been content produced, but it's just not good enough. So I don't want to share anything with you that I don't truly 100% believe in. And so let's see what comes out of this one. Um, I want to warn you, though, I am going to share stories with you out of my life that are 100% true, that I remember because I'm, I'm going to explain uh, in today's episode why I don't remember everything anymore. But um, yeah, they're going to be very dark. I hope that these stories will help people, you know, through, tar- through dark times, because I think that when we are in a negative state, when we are in a dark time, I do believe that we are... You know, we feel that we are alone. You know, we look into Instagram, we see all those happy people or Facebook, and we feel so shitty and we think that it's only us, you know, only we have this shitty life and things are just going so bad. And, you know, maybe it's our fault. Maybe it's others fault. Maybe others treated us bad, whatever it is. Um, very, very often I feel very lonely. And I think that's why talking to other people helps so much, you know, especially to a good friend who's just not, who's not sitting there and just goes like, Oh, you know, you'll get over it, you know, but someone who can really feel with you. And um, yeah, that's what I want to give to you uh, with this episode. So um, I don't know if you are going to enjoy it, but I hope you do. All right. So we're going to start when I was about 15, 16 years old. You know, I was a very rebellious child. I was always, you know, in dreamlands. You know, I was having like dream castles in my mind. Um, I didn't view the world the way it is. I just, you know, I was very fat child until I was like 12, 13. Then I lost a lot of weight. I fell in love with a girl and uh, I played basketball every single day. I got into very good shape. I didn't know it at that time. So I didn't have like a big ego or anything. So I had no idea I was actually good looking. But I'd never had any problems to meet girls. Girls wanted to hang out with me the whole all the time. Although I was pretty nerdy, and around 16, 15, 16, it peaked. 
and like really hot girls wanted to hang out with me and um I had no idea what was going on. I was completely, you know, it was just way too much for me to deal with. But I, you know, my ego grew. I was thinking I was the top of the world. But at the same time, all the cool kids, you know, I just, I just looked up to them and I just thought, wow, one day I would like to be like them. They, they're so cool. Um, everybody likes them. And I didn't realize that a lot of people were liking me and were trying to help me and actually realize how destroyed I was, you know, how my mind was just not working the right way. So around that time, I was fighting a lot with my mom. I didn't like a few traits of hers. And I met a few people that actually encouraged me into not accepting the way she was. And pretty much I ran away, you know, you know how parents are, and she was always like, yeah, if you want, you can just leave, I don't care about you, you know, when you get in a fight, and one day I said, okay, I'll go, and I still remember, I was around 17, I had absolutely no money, I thought I had a job, but it was, um, I was selling insurance, so you only received money when you sold something, and I didn't sell anything by that point, and, um, <laughs> you know, I like I had absolutely nothing, but I th- I said to myself, you know what, I'm still going to do it. I'm still going to leave. I don't want to deal with this shit. And so I left and it was a dark time. I can tell you, I was in very good shape. I was not selling anything. And, you know, I got lucky here and there. I amassed a bunch of debt. Not, not not a lot, but at that time, it was the first time I ever had that. So for me, it was the end of the world. You know, remember, every single time I felt bad or life was negative, everything seemed bigger, right? Like Ray Dalio said in his book's Principles, when you see something too close, then it seems big. When you see something from far away, it seems very small. That's the same when you are in a bad situation compared to when a friend talks to you about his bad situation, right? So, yeah. So from from there, I still remember a lot of dark nights. And the crazy thing about this era, this time of my life is the following. My mind protected me from this. I forgot most of these things. It was about six years ago, now it's 2018, where I met Elliot Rowe. He's a mental game coach, uh, psychotherapist, and he put me into hypnosis. And I thought we were talking about poker and, you know, we would be talking about these things. But, and, and I'm, going to tr- I'm going to try to not cry here in front of you. <laughs> um, so... I didn't speak to my brother. I didn't like him. I hated him. And I had no idea why, but every single time I saw him, I just hated him, everything he did. And he always just wanted to be my friend. And I had a session with Elliot Rowe, my first session actually, and I wanted to talk about poker. He put me into hypnotherapy, and I started to fall. It was such a sick, intense feeling. Everything went dark. I was laying on my bed, and I f- it felt like I was sinking into the room, like I was in the bed. And I couldn't speak. I couldn't hear Elliot anymore. 
it was just such a dark, intense feeling. I was so scared. I was sweating. I was, I mean, it was every single negative feeling you can, you have at the same time. I was so scared. And Elliot just was really cool. I remember his voice and he just said, stay there and relax. I'm here with you. What do you see? And I saw myself in a room. The room was huge. And I was crying. I was sitting on the floor. I was crying the whole time. And I recognized this room. It was the room where I was living. You know, it was like a 15 square meter room. Um, It was like a student home. And I was paying 180 euros at that time per month. I didn't even have that. I didn't pay for like three months. And then he kicked me out finally. But I was every single day crying in that room because I didn't know how to survive. I had no idea how I should pay my bills. I didn't have a girlfriend anymore. I cheated on my girlfriend actually. And I didn't even know why. I just, it was just like, doing the wrong things over and over and over again. The one thing I didn't do, however, I never owed any money to my friends. When I borrowed money to my friends, and for example, I borrowed five euros, and I said you can you receive it on Friday, and on Friday I had five euros, and I had to decide if I buy food or give it back, I gave it back. Like there was no decision for me. It was the only good thing that I kept. But besides that, I took every wrong decision. And... That time was at the time when my brother was born. And the crazy thing about that is the first about six months of his life, I didn't have any contact with him because I didn't have contact to my mom because I told her, if you don't change that one thing that I don't like about you, I don't want to talk to you. And it is crazy looking back at this because you know what stopped this whole period of my life it was my mom and i have no idea how old she was but i would assume wait this was 15 years ago around 40 ish 45 something like that yeah 40 ish right and she came to me and she said you know what i agree with you that one thing I'm doing that you don't like is actually really, really bad. And I would like to talk to you about this. And I would like to change it. And so we met and we talked about it. And she said, We're gonna, I'm going to accept this and I'm going to change this. Think about it. A 45, 40-ish year old woman, grown woman, talking to an 18-year-old kid, because I really was a kid, and changing And then she said, but you have to change like two or three things that I don't like or we all don't like. And I was like, okay, that's fair. So I changed the things she didn't like and she changed the way what I didn't like about her. She was just in, in short, she was very selfish. And so then she said, okay, so where are you now? You know, where's your life at? And I told her, I, you know, told her everything. I cried a lot and she cried a lot with me. And then she said, you know what? We're going to fix this. No problem. And then I went back to school. I needed to finish one year, so I finished that. I got a good job. I finished 
my three years internship. Is that the word? And uh, I worked there and then I met poker. During that whole time, though, I met the wrong woman. She got pregnant. I have a child with, with her. And the whole thing is just a complete mess, you know, stealing going on, accusing of wrong traits going on, you know, um, stealing money from the government, you know, she's doing that, and all those things. And I have to deal with that trash because of my wrong decision back then. My son is now 14, so, you know, 15 years ago I made that huge mistake. And so every single time things went well, I sabotage them. This is what I want to show you here. And this will go on one or two more times in the story from today. But, you know, my mom helped me out of this bullshit I was in and climbed out of that, came out on top, had a good job. You know, I got paid normal. I had my life under control. I paid back all my debt. I had a great girlfriend, which, again, I treated bad once everything was great because my ego grew again, and uh, she was treating me great, and my son, she was treating my son great, but, again, I wanted more, you know? My ego grew too high, so it was so low at, you know, like three, four years earlier, and now it was so high. By that time, I wasn't reading any books. I wasn't, you know, YouTube wasn't a thing, so I had absolutely no knowledge, really. I was just a complete idiot. And so, yeah, so that relationship broke up. I met poker. I started to deal cards, you know, and, and I started to read books and I started to understand, wow, you can actually gain an edge. So at that time, I bought an apartment. I had no idea if I could ever pay that apartment dealing poker cards or even playing poker. I had no clue. I had no clue you could become a professional poker player. So, but in the end, I did. I did make the choice. I quit my job, went into poker after winning a tournament for 13,000 euros in Dortmund in a casino. And I thought, I'm the real deal, you know? I I can just do anything. And from that point on, I just got completely destroyed. You know, I had no job. I had um, no girlfriend. I was just alone in that apartment. I was dealing cards. I was losing money every single day online playing poker. And then I saw a guy who was playing very low stakes, meaning very low limits of poker. He was just investing like seven to fifteen dollars per game, and I was investing like two hundred, four hundred dollars per game without having any idea. And he was making like one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. And I was like, "Holy crap! You can make that much money!" And then I started to study that guy, and I said, "Okay, I can do the same." And so I started to play the way he did. By that time, I was I was already broke. I had like 1,000 euros per month. Um, no, sorry. I had about 1,000 euros to my name. And I had to pay about maybe like 900 euros per month. And it was a time where I lost a lot of weight because I had no money for food. All I could buy was macaroni. That's it. I couldn't even afford cheese, you know, or tomato sauce. Just macaronis. And... Yeah, it was a rough time, man. And again, it was my stupid decision. And it had all to do with me not reading books, not understanding that other people went through this and how to avoid this situation. So 
during that time, I, w- I remember I was feeling alone. I was losing every single day, but now it was losing like five to 10 bucks a day, you know? I realized I was getting more and more consistent. And then I met a guy who completely changed my mind and changed everything for me. He just showed me something I was doing wrong in poker. And from that point on, I was winning like crazy. I had like three to $10,000 winning months. And, you know, but at that point, my ego was, again, very, very low because I didn't expect anything. I was just happy to pay my bills and to pay, you know, for my son and to see my son once a week. And then all of a sudden I was winning three to 10K a month and my ego rose again super high. And I just, this is so embarrassing, actually. (laughs) Oh my God. I was just such an idiot every single time I had money or things were going great or I found a great girlfriend that was treating me right. It's absolutely crazy. I have no idea why us humans are like that. And I can talk like this because I know and I've seen other people be like that. Whenever things are great, they sabotage themselves. And this is something Elliot Rowe has told me a couple of times. Whenever you move up high, you get less friends because less friends are at a high level in life. You know, like, like millionaires, billionaires, you know, there are less and less and less and less people. And the more you are going to feel alone. And because you feel alone, you are going to sabotage yourself. It's not very clear where that comes from, but we all do it. And chances are you do that too. Um, You know, I have friends that have great relationships compared to other relationships I see, and they sabotage it. They're, They're lone. They feel lonely. They feel bad. They can name out all the negative things about their relationships and in the end sabotage it, you know, because when something is negative against you, your mind is going to protect you. You have to understand that. And this is ego. Okay. Ego. There is a book by Ryan Holiday called Ego is the Enemy. Highly recommend this book. It's just absolutely amazing how he puts things into perspective and how many examples he gives that you can relate to. But, um, yeah, where were we? So, poker, right. So then, you know, I came back to my, in in the relationship with my ex-girlfriend because I realized, you know, life was good with her. I was treating her bad. She was great. And she moved in with me into that apartment and I played poker and I wanted more and more and more. And I, again, got into that rhythm of ignoring her, uh, treating her for granted and, you know, things went downhill from that. I spent all my money, you know, at that point I realized already because I started to read books, I started to meet the right people. I realized that I was burning through a lot of money, you know. When you have $10,000 a month and you never had that, it's like a lottery winner, right? They have a lot of money and they don't, um, they don't really know what to do with it. I actually skipped a very important part of the whole story. Um, I have to move back here real quick. Uh, just forget this whole situation we are in right now. I, When I went moved back to my mom's place, I had no idea about poker, right? I just focused on the work, paying back my debt, and living a normal life. And when I started that internship, 
I there was a casino very near and they played poker and I played poker with my friends. So I thought, you know, let's just play poker for like 50 bucks, you know, like a small amount. And I won like every single night. And it was absolutely crazy because I was reading those books and they explained how to beat those games and I was winning and winning and winning. And I remember that when I had enough money to play the bigger table, I just moved into the bigger table, which was completely terrible because if I lose there, I don't have any more money and you only make like 450 euros a month in that internship. So I remember a lot of lonely nights where I played poker till like 5 a.m. and I had to sleep on the bench, you know, and in like a city center garden. And I had to sleep there because my job, I had to be there at uh, 7 or 8 a.m. So I slept there. Sometimes it was raining and I was just soaking wet. But I was so tired after months of playing poker there that um, I just slept. I can't even explain it to you how that worked. But there was... I didn't even have an apartment. Sometimes I didn't even go home. My mom didn't see me for days. And she came to me and she said, at that time, she was, Pedro, I have no idea what you're doing, but it's killing you. You are not doing, you know, just remember where you were before you came to my house. And just remember how you felt. Don't you feel the same now? And when she said that, that was crazy because I realized, wow, I feel exactly the same. I feel terrible. I feel like I have to go after money, you know. When I went back to my mom, she told me, just focus on being happy. Pay back your debt little by little. Just focus on being happy and you will be happy. And at that point, I was focusing on money. I had to make money. I have to make money because... I have to pay my debt. And when I had paid my debt, I said, I don't want to go back to that situation where I owe someone money. Let's make as much money as we can to never go back, right? But that is wrong. You should just be thinking about being happy in the moment and about making everybody around you happy. And if you owe someone money, then paying him back is making him happy. But if there is, you know, like if there is a balance where you pay back the money, but at the same time you have to be happy because if you pay back too much money, your happiness level goes down because you are focusing too much on the money. And if your happiness level goes down, chances are very, very high that you are going to give up. But if your happiness level is very, very high, or let's just say is on balance, then chances are very high that you are going to keep paying him back, right? So it's in the end, in the long term, a good thing if you don't pay back under a lot of stress, but if it feels natural, right? The only thing a guy that borrowed you money and you owe him money now wants is he wants his money back. And if he sees that you cannot pay it back, then, you know, he's happy for whatever effort you do to pay him back, you know? So if you can keep a consistent level of paying him back, things are great. And coming back to the situation uh, about poker, when I start this whole story about me sleeping on a bench, me sleeping in the rain, being so tired that I couldn't even wake up when it started to rain, that 
I was getting a son with the wrong woman. I was getting treated bad by people. I was treating my girlfriends bad. You know, all this negativity came from my ego. This is the ultimate idea I want to share here with you. I do believe that, you know, if you read Ryan Holiday's book, oh, this is so tough. Oh my God, it's so tough. <clears throat> so when when you read Ryan Holiday's book, there's no, just, just read the book. <laughs> just read the freaking book. It's so good. And, um, you know, you are your biggest enemy. It's it's not only something that people two, three thousand years ago have been saying, you know, Marcus Aurelius, uh, Lao Tse, uh, the Tao Te Ching, I think it's called, you know, in that book. You are really, truly your biggest enemy. And all the negativity that comes back to you is because you have been bad or negative. And... I do believe that if you, if I had not treated people bad when my ego was so high, then I would never have had those terrible situations happen. And I truly believe that. And I hope that it's not going to happen to you. I hope that this story lifts you up. And just to finish this whole thing, let me talk real quick about what I learned from my sessions with Elliot Rowe. I had forgotten 99% of all these things. I really didn't know, and I can honestly tell you, I didn't know that these things happened to me. I had no idea that I hated my brother because my mind relate, uh, because my mind blocked out this time when I was in that room alone in the dark, life was dark for me, okay? At that time, I was alone crying in the corner. And I had no idea that my mind blocked out this time. And every single time I saw my brother, it triggered something in my mind that told me, this is bad. This person has something to do with your bad time, with your worst time of your life. I had no idea, but it did. So your mind is so powerful that it can just take memories and that's just lock them away somewhere you will never, ever reach. So to end this, Elliot freed me. He freed me because he told me it's good to remember these things. It's painful, but you have to go through this only. <laughs> almost crying again. Um, you have to go through this only one time. You go through this pain one time and accept that it happened. You don't neglect it. You accept it. And whenever you treat someone bad, you don't say, oh, I was such an idiot. You accept it. It was part of you. You did that. And it's okay. It's not good, right? It's not good that you did that. But it's okay that you did that because it was part of you at that moment. But then you change. If you don't accept that you did that, it's, there's a phrase in poker where people tilt. It's when they make bad decisions. 
when you know they start losing and make more bad decisions and lose more. When you tilt, you accept that you tilt. You don't tilt and say, oh man, what an idiot I was. And then you just start rambling about it all the time. And then you never have a clear mind. No, you accept it. It was part of the situation. And then you have a clear mind and you can move on. You have to accept that you did that. I hope that this story, I was jumping through times really, really fast. But I still hope you can get something out of this. Now, you know, I'm in a situation where I'm very happy and it all came from having a girlfriend that supports me and reading books. I can honestly tell you, reading books saved my life. And by the time I was around 27, now I'm 35, like 27, yeah, 27, 28 my life changed and i feel truly that my life only started when i was 20 when i turned 27 before that time i was just a wreck i was just a complete idiot i had no idea what was going on life was just a complete mystery to me i did every wrong decision you could make so i hope this puts things in perspective for you and you don't go through the same ever again Ah, this was a tough one. <laughs> I wish you an amazing time. I wish you an amazing life and a week. <laughs> and I hope to hear from you soon. Hopefully tomorrow. Bye-bye. Before you leave, I would like to thank you so much for staying until the end. I really hope you liked today's episode. If you did, please, please, please don't forget to give it a thumbs up, leave a comment, or and share. Also, if you are not following us yet, don't forget to click the follow button. It's free, and it will always stay free, and it helps the podcast a lot. Lastly, if you have not checked our website, easysimplified.com yet, feel free to do so to get updated on current and future projects, including coaching and speeching engagement. I'll let you free now. Have an awesome day.